0: My name's Kate, and I'm happy to be here. And you're listening to the podcast. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. I'm happy to be here. And you're listening to the podcast. Happy to be here. Hi guys. Hello. My name's Kate, and I'm happy to be here. And you're listening to the podcast. Happy to be here. How are we doing? How are we feeling? Feeling okay. Feeling not okay. Well, regardless of how you're feeling, we'll do our usual deep breath in. So we'll do a four count in. We'll hold for two and then we'll do a four count out so we'll do our four in now and then we'll exhale nice but yeah wow it's november that's bonkers 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 and i think this episode will come out in november still so you guys will still be maybe scorpio season What's after this, Sagittarius season? Exciting, lot going on? Or Capricorn, maybe it's Capricorn next, I don't know. I have no sort of, I only know Libra season and a Mm -hmm. few other seasons, but regardless, happy to be here. You know, it's cold over here but my, my guest is in LA where it's super nice and warm. So she was on for season four and she's back again. She's a Cancer son, she's a college student, she's a fashion sustainability queen and she's happy to be here. Lexi, how are you doing?
1: I am so good and like you said, I am happy to be here. So thank you so much <laughs> for having me on again.
0: Yeah, I mean,
1: We'll just get into it, but like, you've had a lot going on recently. (laughs) Definitely a change of pace since the last time we talked.
0: Yeah. I mean, so you go to the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising, and they partnered with Sheen for like a scholarship program where Sheen awarded money to students and obviously like she's no good. Um, and so you created a petition to kind of, you know, criticize this partnership and advocate for, you know, the students and stuff. So what kind of motivated you to start this petition?
1: It's been a crazy experience. I think that it was really shocking to me when I found out about the scholarship. So just to give a detail about what the scholarship is, yeah. it's Sheen and Pittum and, and partnered together uh, FITM's the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising in downtown Los Angeles um, and they partnered and Sheehan essentially gave 12 students $40,000 scholarships and the opportunity wow. to design a 5-10 to 10 piece collection for their Shein X program which is like their designer incubator program mm-hmm. um, and so an incredible, incredible, incredible opportunity for young designers for any college student uh, the only issue I had was that it was with Xi'an. Um, so if you don't know about Xi'an, um, I feel like you can literally just look up like Xi'an and like news articles and you'll learn a little bit about them. Um, I feel like the only thing that ever comes up when you look up Xi'an news is like, one, they're having a pop-up somewhere. And two, they're getting sued, or like they're the new biggest fast fashion company in our industry, and like this, this, and that. Or they just bought misguided, another fast fashion brand. Um, so not a good look. Um, and a big reason why I went to Fidum, um, and a big selling point for me is that you know they're one of the top ten most sustainable fashion schools in the world um and sustainable mm-hmm. fashion ever since i learned about how harmful the fashion industry is um has been my passion mm-hmm. i've always cared for the planet i've been a vegetarian for majority of my life at this point um and it's just it it was really shocking to me to learn about the fashion industry and the kind of the dark truth behind it um and so also when you go on a tour of fitum, when you're first mm-hmm know touring the school or just looking around the school if you were to go there there's um a wall and there's like a whole room but specifically there's this wall and it has like cork leather and like 3d printed things and mushroom leather and whatever Mm -hmm. and so it's all these like sustainable options compared to other non-sustainable fabrics that we might know more of in our fashion industry like spandex and Mm -hmm. regular leather and things like that Um, so I was like, really, really interested with like FITM and how, how amazing they are pushing the sustainability, um, Mm -hmm. mission throughout our school. And we take classes that are literally just labeled sustainability. Um, Mm -hmm. and even if you don't take that class, or even if we're not, you don't have that class that quarter, you learn about sustainability in every single class. Like we talk, we bring it up in every class and how it essentially affects any industry so finding out that they worked with Sheen felt super hypocritical to me um and it was shocking and I didn't want to believe it um the whole like way it kind of came out was very interesting like it was kind of brushed under the rug mm. um a little bit until there was like a press release about it mm. um so I heard through like the rumor mill that it was a thing but I again didn't really want to choose to believe it and also just like what am I going to believe like rumors or am I going to wait till the school actually says something about it so Mm -hmm. then they released the press release and I was like oh this this is real um and this is crazy and serious and so I started my petition to see if anyone else was kind of feeling the way that I was feeling and it got a lot of signatures pretty quickly I mean we were I think I released it, like, I was taking the summer quarter this past summer, so it starts in June, and I released the petition, like, the second week of class. And by, like, a month later, it had, I don't know if that's 100% true, if it was a month later, whatever the time span was, but it was yeah. pretty quickly. Um, It had over 4,000 signatures. Yeah. So that was crazy, and I saw that there was, like, other people feeling this way, and I knew that I had yeah. to do something. Essentially, my goal for my petition, my original goal, mm-hmm. was to... Um, have the scholarships always honored but just by a better company and while I would have preferred like an actual sustainable company that has some sort of budget to then honor those scholarships it literally didn't have to be necessarily that sustainable it it could have been any brand other than Shein like Lululemon that focuses I guess on like quality and they have some sustainable initiatives I'm not saying they're sustainable but they like do repairs and things like that and so that would have been a better company like literally anything mm-hmm.
0: yeah I mean I totally get that I think yeah Shein's just the worst and like there's just so many I was reading the articles that you were um mentioned into just in prep for the episode too and like Shein's has like human rights, like straight up human rights violations, like they're just no good. And I was wondering too, if, you know, you could maybe share why Shein is more harmful than like other fast fashion companies, right? Because we say like, oh, anything other than Shein. Um, And I mentioned the human rights violations, but they've also done like other stuff too.
1: Yeah, um, there's a lot about them in the news recently. And I could go back into like a whole I need to make like a calendar of every single thing (laughs) I've done. It's like insane. Right now they're getting sued for two things. They're getting sued for for, like RICO violations, which is essentially like RICO is used for like mobs and like stuff like that. So it's like, because it's such cool activity. So for that to be what, like, it's that level of the stuff for a fashion brand, like that's just crazy. I feel like that's like really telling. That's but what Donald it,
0: Trump got charged on too—the
1: RICO violation. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Happened. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but they're also getting sued for allegedly stealing the designs of small designers, which is why I think it's really been interesting that they turn around and like give young designers these opportunities. It's almost as if they're doing it to like overshadow the fact that they're currently getting sued and so Mm -hmm. that's kind of what I think this whole thing is is like a greenwashing marketing ploy um honestly is like don't look at us getting sued right now look at all the good that we're doing and the opportunities that we're giving to young designers it's just so it's just a marketing ploy honestly like I, I don't personally feel like they're doing it out of like the good in their heart um but also it's just the sheer rate like in which Sheehan releases clothing there's an article that said anywhere from or from June 2021 to December of 2021 they released anywhere from 2,000 to 10,000 individual styles per day which per day per day per day 2,000 to 10,000 so that's like I don't, I can't even wrap my head around how many clothes that is. And it's like, we could have stopped. I think there was, I can't remember exactly what it is, but I think it's like, we have enough clothes right now to dress like the next, like, it's like three to five. I don't know. It's some, I'm butchering the statistic. It's It's however many future generations, which is crazy. (laughs) It's like, we could stop making clothes right now and like not just our kids but their kids and those kids and then also the kids after that could all have clothes but not only are we not stopping we're releasing them at like a faster rate um and so also so, like sheen just utilizes like their whole market is like micro trends which are just their trends that are so they're like Trends that are so unbelievably fast that they're picking up on any type of small trend and blowing it up, and then the second that trend is over, they're on to the next, and then on to the next. And this this idea of like always keeping up with these trends, these like super small trends at such a fast rate, is such a bad mindset to have. Mm-hmm. Um, That's like not. It's just not a healthy healthy mindset to look for. Um, or to have because it's like if I'm always buying new clothes to stay on these micro trends, I'm just like you're not you're you're always going to be buying more. You're always going to be like you're you're going to be consuming so much, and it's just it's crazy. And so there's that. There's like microplastics from fast fashion um, because of the clothing that and that's getting in, into your the water that you drink, the water that you bathe in. Um, like you you're washing these you know fast fashion clothes made out of polyester and this this and that and these microplastics are getting into your water streams through your washer and then they're going to this this and that and then they're getting or there's you know dying is like one of the most harmful steps in the like making a garment process and that's getting into really I didn't
0: know that
1: like and it's it's hurting the people that's making the clothes Mm -hmm. Um, and then in just in general in order to make something so unbelievably cheap, just like the math behind it, there's no way that you're paying your garment workers correctly. Like that it can't, it can't add up because in order to then make any type of money, you need to, you know, do the math of like, okay, we're paying our garment workers this much. It costs this much to produce it. So we need to retail it to this much to get profit. They're selling their stuff at $2, $1. like when it's on sale or just in general or like max like I don't know what their most expensive thing is but like still I can't imagine people are spending more than like a certain amount of like $20 at Shein so in order to purchase something and make profit like the whole background of that it's like okay well they're not obviously because how are they going to make profit from a $20 garment like they have to have not produced it at that much money in order to make profit from such a small priced garment and then there's a lot of articles about like undercover I know that the they had um the Shein influencer trip that happened earlier yes. this year That's
0: crazy <laughs> I, Yeah, I was gonna bring that up later but
1: crazy
0: oh yeah I know like uh I just, I got so deep in an internet hole about that too when that happened. So for those of you who don't know, basically Shein partnered with influencers, like a wide range of like diverse influencers and like brought them to their like supposedly like main like factory to like see the conditions of the workers and stuff. And it just was like, it just did not look, like real, it looked very set up a certain way, um, and then the point of that was for these influencers talk about how great Sheehan is and how like they they aren't breaking any human rights violations, and some influencers I think bought into that and then were really like rep and and it's just it's just kind of it's sad to like. You know see this corporation with so much power and money and and they just are like like it's like 1984 like they're just telling us like what we they're showing us what we what they want to see or what they're showing us what they want to show um and yeah that was so interesting that was so what did you think about all
1: that um, listen. <laughs> listen i can say what i want to say about factory and whatever like and you can believe what you want to believe but I the influencer that said and like honestly like no hate to her like if you're just uneducated about the situation like please just get educated before you speak up about things like that Mm -hmm. but to make a joke saying that they weren't even sweating we were was oh yeah I forgot about that mind-boggling I was like Okay. First of all, if you think that's what a sweatshop is, please do some research. Second of all, you're making a joke about it. Maybe read the room a little bit and know that that's <laughs> not really something we should be joking about. It's a very, very, very serious topic. Mm-hmm. Um. So that really blew my mind, and I think the thing the the consensus that I got is like. Again greenwashing ploy that like most people on social media did not buy everyone in the comments was like me when I lie like like she and blah 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 like this is the craziest greenwashing I've ever seen like are you guys like blah 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 this this and that and it's like the consensus is that even when and I think that this is you know a ray of light at the end of the tunnel is like people know like it's out there and that's that that Shein is like as bad as it is and that even when they try these greenwashing ploys they're not effective um and so and that was like the reaction that I was getting with my petition is like yeah I feel like it's like an un- un- untalked about rule that like if you go to fashion school and we learn it we're learning about the fashion industry you can shop fast fashion you can do whatever you want but like Shein's like taboo like it's like off limits like it's like no one shops there even if you still shop at like urban outfitters and stuff like that and i personally i do not shop at urban outfitters or fast fashion companies but that's like the consensus and so i think it was like at least reassuring that people saw it as what it was which was a greenwashing ploy um and so it's it's better than like if i mean 10 years ago like the word sustainable fashion was not what it is today so I think at least the fact that we know that this side of the fashion industry is out there and that Shein is not a good company to shop from, then that's at least, like, I, I'm at least happy that people understood that it was a greenwashing flick. So I was like, oh, please don't have this be effective.
0: Yeah, I mean, and like you said earlier, it's like a marketing strategy, like it's PR. Like, it's it's so... Like, to me, it's very obvious that that's PR, and I hope to other people as well, it's obvious. I just feel like, not to get on my capitalism soapbox, but like any sort of corporation, I think, especially such a big corporation like that, it's like, it's not really gonna be super ethical. And it, a lot of it, it's not like they're doing, like you mentioned earlier, it's not like it's actual charity or they're doing it out of the good of their heart. Like a corporation's main motivation is making profit, like is making money. So mm-hmm. it's like, they're not just gonna give away money to students cause they wanna mm-hmm. help students. Like maybe a small part of that is the reason, but like, I think the bigger reason is because like you said, it's a greenwashing tactic and they just want to they would be like oh look how good we are like we're giving students money who can't go to school like we're doing so good but it's and and that is good that those students get to have an opportunity to go to college of course like we want those opportunities for college students but like you know these big companies it's just like it's just it's just i don't know it's disappointing it's disappointing
1: no completely and that's what i was feeling with like my school is like it's disappointing that you guys are working with them. Like like as a fashion institute and we had a meeting and it was the first meeting we had was very interesting. And mm. I can also get into that, but it, it was like, they said like, we're a fashion institute. So we have to educate our students about all sides of fashion, the sustainable side, the fast fashion side, the luxury side, this, this, and that. And I was like, that's 100% true. You do have to educate us, but to be directly a part of the problem that's not your role. That shouldn't be. That should be the opposite of your role. You should be, you're teaching us to be the future leaders in the fashion industry. Mm-hmm. Like that's the fu- future of the fashion industry. It it cannot be Shein. It cannot be fast fashion. Because if it is, we won't have a planet to live on. Yeah. Like that's the reality of it. So the future of fashion is secondhand. The future of fashion is shopping your own closet changing your mindset like it it can't be this hyper consumerism mindset that we currently have because it'll literally tear our planet to shit sorry I don't know if I can curse
0: oh you can curse that's
1: fine i I think it's warranted too
0: um so they so who met with you was it the school and Shan or
1: yeah no so I've never met with Shan um Um, they definitely know I'm out there because I've been making noise and they've been definitely (laughs) annoyed. Um, And, like, they have to know because a lot of the, like, news things that I've done or whatever, like, have also gotten a statement from Sheehan. So it's like...
0: So they know. They have to know.
1: (laughs) They have to know. And they Um, haven't
0: reached out to you?
1: No, not at all. Um, Wow. Essentially what happened after I got a lot of signatures was... Um, I felt like I made a lot of noise and I hadn't heard from Fitum or Sheehan or anyone. And so I reached out to Fidum. Yeah. yeah. I reached out to Fitim and I was like, hi, this is my petition. This is how many signatures I got. This is how people feel. Can we do something about this? And the first meeting that we had was was definitely like a meeting that they just had to take. Like mm. they they had obviously taken meetings with people that were upset about there's other things going on at my school right now. Like we just got bought by ASU, and it's, like, a oh. whole thing. So, yeah, it's a whole thing. But they'd obviously had meetings about things that were happening at our school before. So they were, it seemed like they were taking mine, like they were maybe taking any other students, which is fine. It was just, like, I was coming with this whole, like,
0: yeah,
1: petition of stuff. And it was just, like, they. it was, like, they were appeasing me. And it was, the meeting was, like, a lot of, we'll have to agree to disagree. And it, yeah, it was a lot of what I, like, interpreted as, like, PR responses. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I had to reroute my uh, petition a little bit because we had that meeting and we discussed um, kind of what the partnership is. Because I was literally going off of, like, what I had heard about the partnership and then the press release, like, we weren't really communicated to about anything and i'm a digital marketing major like i'm in i'm in the marketing side and this major or this uh scholarship was only given to design students so it wasn't even like an option for me to have the scholarship um so i just like they didn't talk about it in any of our marketing classes because it was a design scholarship um so what I learned is that they they kept saying it was a one and done partnership. um. So it was only happening for this one quarter and that it was only happening in the summer quarter. And we, by this point, we were already like six weeks into the quarter and we're on a 10 week quarter system. Um. So it, essentially it was almost over. So it's not like they could hand back the scholarships yeah. or stop or unmake their pieces um, and then have to redo it with like a new company that would have honored them. Um, so I rerouted and I was like, okay, how about we come up with a student committee, a student like partnership committee. And that way in the future, Fitum has to run any future partnerships that we do through the committee to ensure that the student body is heard. And then also have them agree to not work with Sheehan again. Um, and so we had, a second meeting about it. And the second meeting went definitely better than the first meeting. I think there's a big difference between the first and the second meeting. First Mm -hmm. one I had gotten um, like two news things about it. And the second one I had gotten like a ton of news about it. So I think they were definitely realizing that this was a true Mm -hmm. issue um, and that I was not going to stop making noise about it until it was resolved. Um, The second meeting, they told me that they were doing a sustainable partnership and that they wanted me to, like, work on it with them. Essentially, at the end of the quarter, the FITM students that did the Shein collection were going to, like, present their collection. And I guess the director of sustainability was going to come in and, like, give a presentation about sustainability. And they had invited me to that. So that was the second meeting um and i was like okay i'm very interested in hearing about a future sustainable partnership of course um but that doesn't mean i'm just going to give up what's already happening
0: yeah. it also
1: seemed like like a cover up kind of like oh uh-huh. we're going to do this sustainable thing to appease you so that you stop making noise about this like fast fashion thing uh-huh. um and i was like that's fine. That's great. I want to hear more about the sustainability project, but i that doesn't mean I'm going to just let go what already happened. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, yeah, I would love to come and meet the director of sustainability at Shein. That sounds great. Can I come with a, like lists of 500 questions? Um, then the weird thing was that the, the meeting got rescheduled twice Mm. And then it got canceled. Mm. And they said that they were going to let me know when it was getting rescheduled and I haven't heard anything. And it was just really weird that the director of sustainability was coming in when the collection, the scholarship had nothing to do with sustainability, nothing at all. Mm -hmm. So it was obvious that the only reason the director of sustainability was coming in was because I was there and anything this person could have said to me i would have again it would have been like a like the like this influencer trip i would have been like okay well what about this and also what about this so i never understood why i got rescheduled i have no idea what's going on with that um and then the third meeting we had was them essentially saying like yes let's start talking about this student partnership committee this sounds good um, and so I had to get I had to do like a layout of what the committee would be I had to get 10 signatures or more from students and then I had to get a student faculty to like supervise it Yeah. Um. so literally like as of this week I have done all of that so I'm gonna Yay! be yeah I'm gonna be turning it in and hopefully getting it approved and then um I have to re-meet about it because the ASU schema thing essentially like FIDM isn't really like a thing anymore as of like January yeah wow, it's it's insane um so I have to re-meet with schema to be like hey this is what I did as a result of this can we keep this in place now that you guys are like here um so this will be like an ongoing thing, but I'm my goal with the committee is that even if they agree, you know, not to work with Shein again, what's going to stop them from working with Fashion Nova? What's going to stop them from working with a brand equally as bad um, or maybe not quite equally because <laughs> Shein quite literally is the fast fashion giant of our fashion industry, but like a little bit less bad, um, not much less bad, but just a little bit um and so I'm hoping that the committee will essentially be like any future partnerships that we get like this it can be a way to kind of nip this in the bud and then also make sure that the student body's voices are getting represented because I feel like that was a big consensus I was getting from talking to my peers is that they were like none of us agree with this so why is this happening because when you work with a company like Shein as a fashion institute or in general it makes it look like you are supporting approving yeah. whatever you're doing and it makes it look like your school does which makes it look like you do and i obviously do not and so does a lot of my friends and peers and so i was like this is crazy that like so many of us are against this but our school is still doing it um so i'm hoping that that will help that in the future too and then i graduate very soon so I'm, this is my way of like making sure anything that happens like this in the future won't happen past Mm -hmm. my graduation. Um, so that like, again, we don't have to deal with something like this in the future.
0: I mean, I think that's really great. Like you literally saw a problem and then you found solutions for it and you kept, you know, advocating for yourself and the students. And I I think that's really amazing to see, Um, especially too with like everything going on in the world, you know, it's important to like take action to do things. So, I mean, I just really commend you for doing that. I think that's, you know, pretty brave too, going up against big company like Shein, like (laughs) that can be scary, you know?
1: Yeah, definitely like people have their opinions and have definitely voiced them to me. Um, but I think it's, it's like a, it's a way I think hopefully to motivate others to be like, I mean, who am I? Like, I'm literally just a college student, like, and I can have this kind of effect on something. So I think it's, it's a way to prove that like, we can all have an effect on something that we see as a problem in the world. Um, and we can speak out about it and, like, genuinely create change, and I think that that's so important, especially, well, literally anywhere, for all things, especially because of what's going on in the world right now, Um, but I think also in the fashion industry, because a lot of the times, if you're fighting on, like, the sustainable end of it all, I think climate anxiety is super real, and, Mm -hmm. and it's a reality, and it can be really daunting to be, like, I feel like as we see a rise in the sustainable fashion industry we're also seeing a rise in the fast fashion industry and it's like mm-hmm. split down the middle of people who are like here's my $500 Shein haul and then on the other end it's like please don't do a $500 Shein haul that's like, that's insane um and so it can it can feel a lot of the times like like you're not making a difference or like what's the point um, or, like, there's so much to change about the world because there is. Um, and so it's it's it can feel really daunting and just it, it can paralyze you with, like, the amount of things that you think that you should be doing. But I think it's, it's important to, like, see these things happen and see change happen and know that you can make a difference just by speaking out.
0: Yeah. No, I totally agree. I think it's important to use our voices and to... And to feel heard. Um, And that's why I, you know, have this show. Like, it's just a way for me to feel hurt and have my voice out there. And same with everybody else I bring on, you know, that's like my goal. And my main, I think, agenda with this is just to like, show that like, you matter. You know, like, it's even though I'm just like, who am I too? you know, I'm just living in the suburbs right now, working full time, doing whatever. But I still like matter. And it's important, you know, for me to like, have this show and to feel like, I can be myself and have my voice heard but but yeah exactly. so i mean thanks for sharing all of that and just come on to talk about that i also wanted to talk about you went to fashion week and
1: like <laughs> Europe. i did i did
0: yeah that? that looks i was i was like living through you and your instagram you look like you're having the best <laughs> thank time you.
1: Mm-hmm. thank you yeah that was a fun that was a fun time i went with two of my friends who are amazing sustainable designers. Um so go check them out. They're they're all over my Instagram, but it's Italia Trevino Amaro and then Noemi. I always mess up her name because she's like French and like Japanese and she's so cool and like from all these different <laughs> places. So just look at my Instagram because I am going to butcher her last name. Um, but Yeah, I went with them, and it was just like a good time. We went to London and Paris Fashion Week. They actually started in New York Fashion Week, um, and they, um, Natalia like hosts a show and showcases a bunch of other sustainable designers, and it's really awesome. Um, I sadly could not go this year because I have finals. Um, as the good student that I am, even if (laughs) school hates me right now, (laughs) um but i yeah they had an incredible show and so they started in new york and then i met up with them in london and we went to a bunch of sustainable shows and we literally like we just played it by ear like it was like there was not really much of a plan it was like we would email companies the day of and be like hi like we're here like can we come and they were like oh my god of course like um, here's your ticket and i was like oh okay that's so cool um <laughs> on days when like we didn't have anything we'd chill and explore London and Paris and it was just it was it was like such a fun time I feel like other times I've gone to like London and Paris because I studied abroad for a while um I like I was like oh I need to do this 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 and that and that's an amazing trip like it was incredible I loved all the times that I've gone to these places but this one was like we just like it was so like go with the flow it since we had seen all the amazing touristy things that there are to see it was like let's like do these other things and like have new experiences and it's Mm -hmm. it's such a fun fun thing to do like at any age but I just feel like it was such a fun like oh in your 20s with the girlies like let's go (sighs) drifting and um yeah but we saw we like lucked out and literally went to like so many sustainable shows or just shows that were showcasing like small designers um and that was incredible in general and I did notice a big difference because I've gone to New York Fashion Week um a few times and it's there's definitely sustainable shows there but it's like not as big of a practice yeah. Um and I feel like it was definitely like even bigger brands like Chloe we 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 didn't get in the show but we like literally it happened twice where we happened to be walking around the Eiffel Tower it's so crazy to talk like this um never in my life did I think that I'd be like casually walking around the Eiffel Tower but uh we were and we we stumbled upon two like designer shows just from like the outside and one of them was Chloe, and Chloe, like, this year was all about sustainability, their whole show, and they had a bunch of sustainable advocates there that I follow up, um, oh, like, a cool. mayor was there, or Meyer, I'm not sure how to say your last name, but, um, yeah, I thought that was really cool that, like, these bigger brands are working on things like that, Um, and it's definitely just more practice, like, in London and Paris, and I feel like in Europe in general is, like more sustainable because they have Mm -hmm. like laws and stuff about it um so it was just great to see that and it was so much fun
0: wow that's so (laughs) cool to hear I mean and that's really cool to see a brand like Chloe also do sustainable Mm -hmm. things I feel like that's just so important to see um did you have a favorite show that you saw
1: uh yeah, it was in Paris. It was Wild Rose and Sparrow. They're um like a small batch company, I believe, um in like slow fashion, um and it was like, it. So my amazing friend Chaslin has worked with them in the past, and she was like, "Oh hey, like here's my contact. You should go to the show while you're in Paris." And they were so sweet and gave us like great seats, and wow. it was a beautiful show. Um, And I loved like the styling of how they put the pieces together. It was a lot of like bows and like all that great jazz that like, I I just love like all the like cute girly things that's going on in the fashion industry right now. Um, And uh, it was just so fun. And it was like, they would all of the models, they'd like walk around you and then they would walk up these like beautiful steps. And then all the models at the end were like there together. And it was just so pretty Um, so definitely Wild Rose and Sparrow and I would totally check them out if you're looking for like a good, beautiful investment dress.
0: Oh, that's so cool. What's that one brand that does the bows? Is that Saddy Lane? Whatever.
1: Oh, which one? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Okay. Well, okay. So there's this brand, self coquette, pink, girly, like brand of your dreams. It's like all these puffy, beautiful dresses, um, but I know what you're talking about. And I can't was it New York Fashion Week that they showcased and then everyone was wearing like huge bows and stuff like that?
0: I think so. I'm trying to think of it's like they partnered with Bagu.
1: Yeah. Like, oh, oh, I got yeah. it.
0: Sandy Lane. I love yes. the little bow trend now. Yes. The little bows I think
1: everywhere. So. Cause I just like, I mean, I, I love styling pieces. It's like my favorite thing ever. And so I love the addition of the bows because I feel like it's such an easy way to be like, to make a not so like, like a more basic fit, not in a bad way. Basic is not a bad thing. It's just a more basic fit. Yeah. Like, like a little bit more fashionable and it's a way of adding like your own personal touch and style. Um, And I think like, there's obviously a difference from like, putting on a piece and just wearing that piece because it looks beautiful, like that's fashion. That is great. And that's fashion, but style is different and like adding your own like touch to it and stuff. And so I love seeing this bow trend because I think it's a super great way of people incorporating that like stylistic piece to it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was seeing like a lot more people like branch out and stuff. And even if they're wearing like jeans and a white t-shirt but they add a bow on it, it like completely changes the fit completely
0: oh yeah my one of my good friends one of my best friends davida she recently started wearing these big bows in mm-hmm. her hair and i'm obsessed like she posted an instagram picture with like this dress and she wore a bow and it looked so good it looks so I love good it. and i just i agree like i think sex ex- hello ex- accessorizing. <laughs> sex- Oh, accessorizing really makes you make an outfit your own. And it's just fun to do. And it can make something maybe older that you have in your closet, something completely new.
1: Yeah, it's so hard
0: to like, especially with the pressure of like, you need to have all these new outfits and da-da-da-da, which is like very also not sustainable. But Mm -hmm. like that social pressure, you know, that what's that quote from that Hillary Duff show? Oh, you're an outfit repeater, you know?
1: I might be an outfit repeater, but you're an outfit rememberer.
0: (laughs) There you go. And like, you know, sometimes you gotta outfit repeat, that's life. And that's what we need to do, but it's fun to get like little accessories or like even just like tailor something you have. Like I had this dress and it was super short on me and you know, life happens. It didn't fit me anymore. So Mm -hmm. I just chopped it and I made it a shirt. And I was like, that's just the way it goes.
1: No, completely. And I uh God, I am like the biggest advocate for that. And like mm-hmm. I'll thrift pieces or I'll keep pieces for a long time, but I'll I'll try to find new ways to like style them and things like that because it's it's more fun. It's like it it, it gives you like a challenge and like
0: yeah. dressing
1: up is genuinely one of like my favorite part of my days. I'm literally always running late because I spend so much time dressing up my friends I went to a Taylor Swift 1989 Taylor's version like listening party and I was on time because all I was wearing was like Taylor merch and my friends were like this is the most on time I've literally ever seen you and I was like dude because I put on a sweatshirt and some pants and I hauled it a day like this is the the least like intricate outfit (laughs) I've ever put on like that's why I said, and I, that's my friend, Natalia would make these TikToks of me when we were getting ready for fashion week and stuff. Oh, I saw, I saw those you posted. They that. were so funny. It was, that's literally how I get dressed every day. Oh, and there's this person that I had on my podcast and I love her videos. Her name's Beth Jones. Um, okay. I, B Jones style or something on Instagram that could be wrong um Jones something like that but her name is Beth Jones and I met her at a vintage sale in LA and I followed her because I was like oh my god I want to be you when I grow up like she has like she's I don't know she's like I have no idea how old she is but she has like kids and she's like whatever and she reminds me so much of my mom and me when I'm older and she literally is like she makes these videos and she like plays these characters and so for the week or whatever she'll be like okay like all of my fits this week are gonna be like she did something that was like vampire something core and then lately mm. she's really, yeah she's so I like wake up every morning and I look at her page because it's so like watching her process of getting ready is so fun and so she'll literally have like a whole rack of options that she's you know trying to use this week yeah, to match yeah. this character. Um, or say for example, like she loves Carrie Bradshaw. I mean, who doesn't? Um, so <laughs> love and love so she Carrie, love her. And so she always uses her as like an outfit like inspo or like a character inspiration. And then so say her whole rack. She'll pick out everything from her closet that reminds her of Carrie Bradshaw. And for that week, she'll try to make outfits that are give the Carrie Bradshaw like vibe, but with her own twist, obviously. And it's just so fun to watch because she'll like try on eight different vests and eight different shirts and 20 different glasses. And then she gets this end product. And I'm like, oh, my God, like I thought the fit looked good the second you put on like a white T-shirt and jeans. And then you did this and I don't even know how we got here. And so I think, I think it's so fun to like dress up and do things like that and then use your own. I mean, obviously like I go thrifting and stuff like that. So there are new things coming into my closet, but I feel like for the most part I have created what I would describe as like a good capsule wardrobe for myself to, to categorize as my own personal like style. And I like, yeah, I'll get things here and there, but they just add to that capsule wardrobe. And then it's just a matter of re-wearing those things in a new way to play a new character. It's literally like we're, we're just sims.
0: We are <laughs> sims. And we I are. And I like to decorate
1: my sim. And we just Exactly. I just love to customize my sims.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Well, Lexi, always fabulous to talk to you and have you on the show, <laughs> but thanks for coming on today and chatting about, you know, sustainability and you know your petition and style we'd love to see it so
1: thank you so much for having me my last thing that i will say is that i have a oh, new sure. petition, um oh, okay. and i am trying to work with sororities specifically but okay again anyone can sign it and support um so sheehan is obviously kind of trying to um mm-hmm. go after colleges i don't know if go after is the right word but you know they're meeting people at colleges and they they did my school, they did Indiana and the Indiana um, students like petitioned or protested against it. And then their Shein partnership actually went away. Um, they've done schools in Europe where they've like hosted like people, They it's not like necessarily scholarships and partnerships but they'll have like people come and have little like tables and stuff set up. Yeah. Um, and then they had in, I think it was in LA, They had like an ambassador summit for college students to try to get college students to be their like ambassadors. Um, So they're obviously targeting, which is, makes sense, their target market of college students and just Gen So I'm trying to essentially meet them at their playing field and go against, do the exact opposite message of what they're doing. Um, And I think sororities are a really good kind of target market for Shein, but I think Mm -hmm. at the same time, they're a great target market for shopping sustainably um but sororities obviously like they have rush they have formals they have all these things and they have to wear these specific themes and this specific shade of blue and this this and that and so um I think they're really like a good target market for Shein and so I'm trying to get sororities to kind of agree as a whole to boycott Shein and make more sustainable choices and I think that that could have such a huge impact but it can also just be clubs um or individual yeah. students um or anyone um so that's my new petition on change.org oh, cool. um if you know anything about sororities or you have a sorority that might be interested please reach out to me because i would love to speak to you Great.
0: Well, thanks, Lexi, for coming on. And yeah, go feel free to sign Lexi's petition and spread the word. And of course, before we go, you know, it's coming out of the blue. It's like, I never asked this question to anybody. But why are you happy to be here?
1: Well, I'm happy to be here to obviously spread the word about sustainability. I um, am happy to speak with you. You're such a Joy to speak with, and I love your podcast. You're you're spreading some good good vibes all around, um, and good just values. I love that deep breath that we take in the beginning. Sometimes it's so good to just remember to slow down. But there's so many reasons to you know reflect on things and be happy, especially with again the crazy and awful things that are happening on our planet today. So it's good to take a second and be reflective and um, think of things that we can do and just spread the word about them. So thank you for having me. Anyone, please reach out to me if you ever want to talk about anything, but also sustainable fashion.
0: (laughs) Oh, great. Well, thank you again. And yeah, that's all I got for you guys. So tune in next time. Bye.